Blog Talk Radio. Not sure what's going on here. Hmm. Let's see if I can solve the problem. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. The audio is not playing like it should be playing, so I'm not sure about what's going on with that. Uh, but we are. Uh, we'll try to figure that out as we are here on. Uh, where, listen, it is Black Monday here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and Black Monday means that coaches get fired um, on Monday. There it goes. Your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. (laughs) Boy, I don't know. Man, it is Blog Talk Radio. It is what it is. Guys, here's what I'm going to do just really quick, okay? I'm going to play a commercial. I'm going to call back in and see if I... Well, I hear the music. Okay, so maybe we're on hell. I don't know. Cuervo should be calling in. I'm going to tell him to call now. Call now, guys. It is Black Monday. NFL coaches getting the heave-ho on Sunday, the Sunday Splat. That's what we so eagerly call it here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as coaches are losing their jobs. It is uh, also another nickname for today's day. Uh, Firing Day uh, happens in the NFL. Black Monday Firing Day and our special day, I call it the Sunday Splat. And really, there was no surprises regarding the Sunday Splat, especially if you're a Jet fan. If you are a Jet fan, you knew what was coming your way as far as as Todd Bowles getting the old heave-ho out of New York. Again, I've been saying it for four years. That guy should have took the Buffalo Bills job. He, he, He was not, and I even said it when it happened. He was not a guy that was set for New York media. That was number one. Number two, he had a better defense over in Buffalo to take over. But what he did is is he had illusions of grandeur because it was New York and he was being courted by a New York team. And frankly, I'll even put it out there. If the Giants called him, maybe he should have took the Giants job. But we're talking about the New York football J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 a team that is sucked so bad over, I can't even tell you the last time they were good. And you go get, and by the way, New York Jets, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. If you wanted success for the last four years, you don't go out 
and no offense to Todd Bowles, get a guy that no one's ever heard of unless you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. And yes, the Arizona Cardinals defense was outstanding at the time, but the Jets screwed up at that time. There were many other coaches that they could have went out and got. Instead, they blew it. And not only that, you know, you look at Todd Bowles, he blew it. The guy had no business taking this job over in New York. It, again, if it was the Giants, completely understand. If it, But the Buffalo Bills job, what, I mean, they had one of the top three defense in the NFL in Buffalo when the job was available. Oh, you didn't know? I don't know. In case you didn't know. Offensive coordinator to complement 
to compliment him. Uh, and, and he can focus on fixing, you know, the defense. Uh, I, I mean, I, off the top of my head, Sonny, honest, I can't think of a, a team right now that has, a, you know, a stout offense but needs a lot of work defensively. Uh, but, I mean, you know, if, if, I, if I really took a look at the, the big picture, I mean, I'm sure there's a team out there, you know, I mean, I mean, maybe Denver could be a potential job. I mean, the offense, the offense is up and coming. The defense needs a little bit of work. So that, I mean, that could be, that could be a landing spot for Todd Bowles is over there in Denver. I'm just, I'm just spitballing really Sonny. I haven't really studied or done too much homework yet, but uh, I'm just, you know, throwing ideas out there. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you there's no place as a head coach. Defensive coordinator, he's got it made all day long. Like you said, there's certain coaches that are really good at, at what they do as far as coordinating. Now, all you got to do is look at Wade Phillips and see exactly what I'm talking about. He, he's a better coordinator than he is, you know, a head coach. And that was only proven in, in Dallas. Not that he really had that much of a chance. I, I've got my own theories about Wade Phillips and everything else. But I'm going to tell you right now – you know, it is really kind of crazy about what's going on. By the way, now, I don't know. And so is that true, Todd? I, you know, I got a message from Todd that there was a big-time move. Um, oh, offensive coordinators, okay. But the Falcons have fired all three coordinators on Monday, but they're going to keep Dan Quinn. Um, and I don't know, Cuervo. I don't know. I, you know, you're <laughs> You know, to me, you know, that's like taking a woman and putting on makeup but not putting on the base. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I guess if you want to call if you want to call Dan Quinn the base, and then you got to figure out the rest of it. That's fine. But frankly, I mean, why get rid of all three coordinators and keep a head coach? I, I to me, that doesn't make any sense. And mainly, you have to ask yourself the question at the same time. You know, really? I mean, you know, who are you going to get at the offense? I mean, I guess there's going to be a lot of guys available again, um, you know, whether they lose the job for, because their head coach gets fired and they're not going to keep those guys, um, you know, offensive and defensive coordinators because of the new guy. But, damn, I mean, you know, getting rid of all of the coordinators except the head coach? I mean, I mean, is that a good move? I mean, are we thinking Dan Quinn is definitely the right guy for this job? It just sounds like Atlanta's is in love with the guy. And did I lose him? Hold on. I just, I literally just lost him. But that's what it seems like to me. I mean, I look at that. I mean, you know, they must, they must really, really like Dan Quinn. Now, I like Dan Quinn because guess what? You, we talk about it all the time. Defenses, you know, they win. You know, I, I think they win your regular season games. I really do. So the fact that they kept them, it doesn't surprise me, but I guess they're saying we have got to do better at all these other phases as well. Because let's be honest, the defensive coordinator for that football team will be the assistant because the defensive coordinator will be Dan Quinn. Uh, Because Dan Quinn doesn't know, I don't think, enough about being an offense and defense-minded coach. There are some coaches that can do both of it and get it all figured out and depend heavily on their offense and defensive coordinators and special teams coach. That happens all the time. So you've got a lot of things that are going on as far as that is concerned. But, again, 
the big time deal right away. Right now, up oh, there he is. He's back. So you know, Dan Quinn, Cuervo. Did they keep Dan Quinn for the right reason, or you know, it, you know, is, is Dan Quinn the basic you know base of a bad, ugly girl? With, you know, making them hot. You know, makes them more hot when they put some more makeup on. That's what the offensive, defensive coordinators and the special teams coaches are. So you know, is Dan Quinn should he have that job down there in Atlanta? Me personally. I think if you're going to get rid of all three of them, you might as well just get rid of it and start anew. Yeah, I, I think I think firing Dan Quinn though in, in Atlanta would have been an overreaction, in my opinion, Sonny. I, I think I think the Falcons made the right move by retaining him. Um, I, I don't think there's any question that Dan Quinn has, has done with, with help. Obviously, he's done he's done a solid job getting this defense right. Because if you think about it, when he took over that job, you know, that was the one thing we used to bash the Atlanta Falcons on is how bad their defense was, you know. And, and, and through drafting and coaching and, and just things really falling into place for them, uh, their defense became very good. And that's why you saw them in the Super Bowl just two years ago. I mean, let's not forget, just two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. We're not going to talk about what happened during the Super Bowl. But they got there, and, and that's that's all. That's all. Well, you really I'll want talk to about it because result. I, I I set it up for you. I you know I said that they shouldn't do it. I I, I frankly I think they should keep Dan Quinn. Um, and the main reason why is you got to now. I think I think it goes beyond Dan Quinn. I think it goes to general manager because at some point you've got to stop depending up on the guy at the quarterback position. How much longer? I mean, if we don't watch it, we can see another Eli Manning uh, being born right in front of our eyes, you know, as far as Matt Ryan is concerned. Matt Ryan is becoming a guy that can't get the job done. And that's what we're seeing in Eli Manning right now. He is not getting the job done, and I and that guy doesn't deserve to be a uh, – starting quarterback in the NFL except for the Giants because they'll be stupid enough to keep him instead of having the, you know, cojones to kick his ass to the curb. So that having been said, that's what's going on down there. But you go back to what's available. I think this year, I think some quarterbacks can be gotten this year. So the the Atlanta Falcons are going to have to decide what's going to happen. And here's another thing. If they have another bad season, Dan Quinn's going to go down with with the boat. Okay. Yeah. The the ship will go down. Uh. You know, with that being Neil Matt Ryan. I don't necessarily, and I'm putting it out there, and I'm starting now. Matt Ryan is the reason why we're not getting over the hump in Atlanta for Atlanta fans. It's simple as that. Because if you now, granted. You look at it, the defense that stopped them, you know, you know, giving up all those points at the end, you know. But still, you've got to figure out a way to get points on the board, and they're just not doing it enough in order to win football games there, Cuervo. Yeah, I agree, Sonny. I mean, there, there really are times where you just kind of question the, the, the decision-making of Matt Ryan. I just think he's, he's a guy that plays too conservative, man, like – with the with the offense that you have in Atlanta, you should never be afraid to take shots, especially with a guy like a Julio Jones. You know, don't don't become. And I'm not saying he is Captain Checkdown, but uh, I, I'd hate to see him, you know, turn into an Alex Smith, where, you know, he's just he's just taking the conservative route every time. And and I think that's what had made them successful early in his career 
Because if you go back, and I and I vividly remember, Sonny, you go back and you look at the first few years of Matt Ryan's career and, and what made him so good, I, you know, I, I don't know who – I can't remember who the offensive coordinator was, but I'll tell you, he wasn't afraid to utilize Matt Ryan and, and, and take shots down the field. I can't tell you how many times him and Roddy White connected on, on long Absolutely. touchdown plays. And, and then when Julio yep. got drafted, it got, it got even more deadly down there in Atlanta. You don't see that with them anymore. And, and don't nope. don't tell me, well, nope. you know, the, the, Tony Gonzalez retired and, and, you know, they don't have a tight end anymore. That, what? that doesn't matter. That, that has this, no This football impact. team right here. The Atlanta Falcons have the best one-two-three punch in the NFL. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Mohamed Sanu. They are the best one-two-three punch in the NFL. And the fact they're not getting the ball down the field is complete. Now, they're doing it between the 20, square vote, and it just goes to show how important that red zone is all about. If you can't score in the red zone and you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Mohamed Sanu, You've got problems, and, and and there's there's a lot of problems sitting right there. If Matt Ryan's not going to deliver the ball, and if he's not going to deliver the ball, what sooner or later you're going to have to make a decision, and that decision is 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 Matt Ryan the correct quarterback for your football team? And you know I, I don't even I don't even want to hear about it. it. It makes to me it makes no sense. Uh, with a one, two, three punch, uh, punch out there, and listen, you know, they're tight ends. They're they're not they're not great. You know, you, you're talking you're talking about some guys that are not up there that that can carry Gonzalez's job. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you look at what's going on, was it? Jack, uh, I think isn't Jacob Tammy on that team over there? No, no, he retired. Um, who's the tight end over there? See, that just goes to show they're not hitting them enough or we'd know it off the top of our head there, Cuervo. I don't even know who allow, the tight end is. It, allow me to to uh to once again claim my claim my throne as best co host on Block Talk Radio. Your Atlanta Falcons tight end is one Austin Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Okay. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'll have to admit, I'm not even, I'm not even sure who that is. That you know, you know. But here, when it's that, when it's like that, uh, as far as Atlanta, oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead, terrible. You gotta have a guy. You gotta have a guy. When you got a one-two-three punch, you gotta have a, a tight end. That's a guy. Somebody they need to know. That's that. That's just a stupid. They need to do better in that part. I'll put it out there right now. But right now, when you look at it, and you can see the stats all over the place if you're talking about Matt Ryan, but the only problem is is that you've got to be able to to put yourself in a position where you can win games, and that takes a good offense. And, and it's just not happening over there. Um, so, And here's another thing. In my opinion, when I look at the quarterbacks, I mean, there's no way you could put Matt Ryan in the top ten. He might be hanging on by the edge of a, uh, of a fingernail to be top 15, you know, right in front of Eli Manning right now. Well, you're 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 putting Matt Ryan just ahead of Eli Manning, so you're going to right now. Yes. Oh, absolutely. By the way, how many Super Bowls has he won? 
yeah, that'd be zero. He's lucky to be in front of Eli, even though Eli got the two by luck. Come on. I mean, you either drop the ball or you deliver the ball. And right now, when you look at Matt Ryan, this guy's been dropping the ball for the last three years, Cuervo. Okay, and it started in the second half in the fourth quarter against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You know, it, that's when it started. And you want to talk about something that has really ripped a mental game out of a guy? That is what has happened to Matt Ryan. It, it, and that's just the way it is. And you can have a great regular season, but if you're not going to get the job done and uh, go into the fourth quarter with that massive lead and still lose, that's got to do something to you mentally. And the Atlanta Falcons got to realize they need to go find, hire a psychiatrist to try to get his mind back into football because wherever it is he's not delivering for the last two years yeah he's I mean I I don't want to use I don't know if I that guy's mentally punched out yeah he's I don't I mean he is I don't know if I want to say he's he's a a, you know choke artist uh but uh I do I I all I all I know Sonny is that he plays a little more conservative than than he should, especially, you know, given given the, the offense that they have in Atlanta, and and you know maybe maybe we need to point the finger at Steve Sarkeesian a little bit. You know, the offensive coordinator. Hey, can we talk? You know, this is a guy that, this is a guy that you know, for those who know who he is, a lot of his background is, is you know is from in college working for Pete Carroll at USC. So. Now that's that, and then he took over to head coach. Now we know how successful Washington. USC quarterbacks are in the NFL too. Exactly. So I mean, you you look at his his resume and and you re, you leave yourself asking, what have you really done? Now, oh oh oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm asking the same thing, Janet, because I can't figure out what he has done lately, I, but. I, I, knew, you know, I knew she'd have something to say about that, too. I knew it. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, we, we can bash Matt Ryan all day. That's the, that's the, that's the easy route to take. Uh, but, you know, sometimes there, you have certain offensive coordinators, for example, Sonny, you know, they don't, they don't want uh, guys be, like Mike Martz. All right, I, and this is going way back. Yep. All right, I got like yep. Mike Martz. I, I, he would, I love he would not. He would not allow his quarterbacks to audible. It, it nope. was just a rule that he had. He did not want his quarterbacks audibly. I think that's a terrible thing because, you know, if your quarterback sees something that you don't on the sideline, then why why shouldn't you be able to call an audible and save yourself from a bad situation? I, I don't know if Sarkeesian's the same way. Let's just say for the sake of argument, he is. And that's what kind of holds Matt Ryan back from being able to do certain things. You can't blame that well, on Matt Ryan. That's uh, all I'm trying to say. Uh, but Cuervo, Cuervo. I mean, we're talking about hey, the Philadelphia Eagles made it into the playoffs with a nine and seven record. Playoffs? Don't talk about yeah. playoffs. You kidding me? I know. I, playoffs. I, yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, a team that's nine and seven, and the Atlanta Falcons that cannot be nine and seven. I don't know, man. It, 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 it's it's one of those things, you know. I I look at those 
the opportunities that have been that have been missed by the Atlanta oh, Falcons. If yes, Joan, I, I'm right there. The Super Bowl in these last two years, you know, you've got to make a change there in Atlanta. I'm sorry, it's time to move on. Or if you do it, you better get a, a, a name. And I don't know how many names on the offensive coordinator that will be set and ready to go and that will offensive coordinate for Dan Quinn. That part I don't know. And I don't know how much control is going to be given out to that offensive guy or how much Dan Quinn will be involved with it. But we'll see what happens. But I, I will tell you, when you don't have your guy, I mean, I'm talking Dan Quinn, when you don't have your guy, you're going to have somebody else's guy now. Uh, I think that doesn't it, it just doesn't make a road for success. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see like if if they decide to make a change on offense. I, I whether it's personnel, whether it's coaching, there's got to be something that yeah, they got to do over there in Atlanta. And honestly, I I think there there is you do have a good argument. Um, you know, as far as fixing Matt Ryan from a, from a confidence standpoint, mentally, um, yeah, he needs he needs he needs help because mental midget just, right now. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it just seems like even I, I, I mean, even before that though, even before the Super Bowl situation, it, it kind of felt like it was starting to become an issue. You know, because. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt. I think you know winning the MVP and all that stuff maybe got to his head. I don't know. Maybe he feels like he's the best quarterback in the league, and he's clearly not. Um, he so, I mean, there could be there could be multiple things that. Yeah, he was for a, for about a year when he won the MVP. But again, I mean, ever since then, it just it just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, Tom Brady got in his head, and 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 he he hasn't been able to get out of his head, and and that's going to be the problem for him as as he moves forward in his career. He's got to get up and over the and at least play well, and he's not. But the firing that happened that took ten years too late. Well, okay, maybe eight years. Marvin Lewis out. Finally. Finally, I guess I guess they paid him off enough to where the goat pictures are not going to be a factor anymore. Um, but it's it's, it's a, all I got to say is it's about damn time uh, as far as that's concerned because when you're talking about a, a guy that has been picking up a regular paychecks for the last ten years, Marvin Lewis should have been one of them. He's you know at least the money he was making anyway. And this is after they get him after the last game of the year. It was a great big joke. Oh, they played well, blah, blah, blah. I'll sign the two-year guaranteed contract. Why not? Listen, they fire him, but he's still getting the money, Cuervo. So, I mean, who has the last laugh in reality is Marvin Lewis. So I'll give him the credit for being smart to sign the two-year guaranteed contract. Because he knew he was going to be gone after this year regardless unless they did something drastic in the playoffs and there was nothing out on the field that really showed that for him. I mean, obviously, you have A.J. Dalton or uh, Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. Um, that didn't work out for him this year uh, based upon the injuries and obviously other things that went on. But, you know, it, it's about time. And, you know, hey, t- hey. Congratulations, Bengals fans. I, I think anybody would be a, a, an upgrade right now. 
I mean, I'm a baby Dirk Cotter. <laughs> I, I, I listen, Cincinnati. I'm available. If, I'm I'm available yeah. for interviews today and tomorrow. Uh, I'm highly interested in the job, so give me a call. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, it, it's about time. You know, praise the football gods. Marvin Lewis, ding dong, Marvin Lewis is gone. Um, That's right. Really, yeah, I mean. Cincinnati has an opportunity. That's really what it. That's how I, you know, that's how I see it. Is they really have a, a good opportunity to really propel themselves with? Because look, you know, we can we can sit here and, and and bash Andy Dalton all we want. This this roster is not the worst. Okay, it's it's. Nope. You've got you've got some talents on this team. Okay, How many teams have number coaches. one wide receivers, Cuervo? I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, real number one wide receivers, I'd say just half the league and a part of that half is Cincinnati. Not even half. A fourth. A quarter of the league. That's eight teams that, in my opinion, have number one wide receivers. Eight. That's it. And Cincinnati's one of them. So definitely, if you, definitely, you know, if you, if you, I, you know, if you get that job or you're 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 a candidate for that job, um, I think I think you'd be smart to take it. To be honest, you'd be smart. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's a good it's a good job. I mean, and, and the defense, but, but you know, Burfett, I don't I'm not sure what's going to go on him. Well, you know, that's something to worry about. But but you know, finding other guys right there. But uh, I know you know Adam Gase, your boy, your boy Adam Gase is gone. Vance Johnson is gone. Uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals head coach gone. I mean, you know, this is crazy. And how about this? I, you know, this would be the right move. Josh McDaniel should drop the Patriots job right in their ass. They really should, Cuervo. Honey, it's not going to happen. He had an opportunity to do it last year, and he decided to uh, to crawl back to Bill Belichick on his hands and knees saying, please, please take me back. And Bill but said, okay. Get, he is going to get, he's going to get the Green Bay Packer job. You, he, you're hearing it first. Okay. That's the only job besides the Patriots job. If he'll he take. wants it. So he's either a Patriot, he wants it. but he's interviewing with the Green Bay Packers. He's going to take that job. I don't know. I don't know if he is. Look, I know he gets, he gets, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and that's all great and all. So, you know, team is loaded with Aaron Rodgers. And then they also have oh, yeah, aging, an aging club, Clay Matthews. Okay, and, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Top. Okay. They have the, all right, Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That is all you're getting in Green Bay. Yep. That's it. I, I think, you're not getting anything I think you may be right. And you're and you're getting below zero temperatures half the season. So, hey, if Josh McDaniels wants the job, because it's you know it's the frozen tundra and blah 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 blah. Okay, fine, go for it. But I'm telling you that GM over there is doing some he's doing some great work with the horrible drafting that he's doing. Great job, guys. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love it. 
as as a Chicago Bear fan, I love it. Keep keep drafting, keep drafting, you know, bums. By all means, keep doing it. But, <laughs> but you know, Josh McDaniels, I think. But I'll put it to you this way, Sonny. He didn't want the San Francisco job with the Jimmy Garoppolo in warm weather and, and the GM and John Lynch, who who knows football, who knows football, played the game, Hall of Fame safety, right? And he didn't want that job? What makes you think he wants Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and a dumpster fire for for the rest of the roster? <laughs> below zero temperatures, below zero temperatures, starting in, in you know, mid-October. I mean, maybe maybe if there was more of a talent pool there, maybe if the roster was better, maybe if they had a better draft pick, because they're going to be, you know, somewhere in the teens probably for their draft pick. Like, there's, I mean, what do you look forward to? What what does the future look like in Green Bay? Honestly, what, Aaron Rodgers has, has handcuffed, this this franchise so bad that there's really nothing else you can do until he decides to either leave the team, retire, or they trade him. Like once Aaron Rodgers is off the roster, then you have so much more financial freedom that you can you can you know do a lot. You can do a lot once he's gone. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Nobody asked you, Stephen. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you, Stephen. Oh, my God. I got your text in Facebook about the top players at quarterback not making the playoffs. And I got it. And I thought about it. And I thought about just this guy. Forget. I agree with you on Jimmy Garoppolo. So, just to put that out. But Aaron Rodgers, how long has he been in this league? And how many years has he carried this football team on his back? How many years has he been underpaid? Uh, you know what? If you're not, if the Green Bay Packers front office isn't going to do the right thing, which is to get you the guy, you might as well take the money. I mean, come on, let's get serious. If you're not going to be able to win and get the guys that you need to win, you might as well make the money. It's different when you talk about a Drew Brees. It's different when you talk about a Tom Brady. I mean, you're talking about Super Bowl winners here. Now Aaron Rodgers has a ring. But if you want more, that front office needs to do more. And that's that's who's dropping the ball. I don't, I don't want to put it out. I do not want to put this on Aaron Rodgers because – Besides Tom Brady, okay, he's the second baddest man on the planet right now. So when you when you got a guy that had the opportunity and you were completely underpaying him for the last three years and you did nothing to help this guy, I, I don't blame him. I take the money. I, and I even said Tom Brady should have done it, you know, because they weren't doing what they did. But Tom Brady is the one that got the job done to win. But – there's got to be a little give and take from the front office to 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 a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and that means get your guy, get some offensive guys, get get your pack backer your packer backer guy, and get some guys that can really back up your starters when they get hurt because they get hurt all the time. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> all right. Well, okay, and, and and that's a good point, Sonny. You know, if, if Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers give him the finger to not support get a supporting cast around him, then when he had the opportunity to give him the finger right back and take his money, okay, fine. I 
I'll give you that. All right, I'll give you that one. Where's okay? So you you pay your quarterback, right? right. Every team does it. My question now, see, because now now my wheels are turning. Now that you now that you say this, okay, it had me it has me thinking. If Rodgers is getting paid what he's getting paid, yet other teams can get Where's the rest of this money at? It's got to be tied up somewhere. I would like to re- I really would like to sit down and look at the salaries of this team and figure out where the rest of this money is. Okay? Because you're probably right. It can't just be one guy. It can't be just Rodgers that's holding this team back from financial freedom. There's got to be somebody that's getting paid way more than they should be. And maybe it's Clay Matthews. Maybe it's, uh, you know, somebody else. Uh, or, or maybe it's just maybe it's just from trades that they – maybe HaHa Clinton Dix was getting paid a lot and they got to eat up that contract after trading him to Washington. Maybe it's, uh, you know – <clears throat> after getting, I don't know, did they trade Jordy Nelson or did he leave free agency? I, I, I can't remember. I think, I, I, I think they, he went on free agency because they would not, Matt, you know, give him the money that he wants. So, okay, so they're not eating any of his contract up. All right. Okay, good move. Well played. So it's got to be, there's got to be something somewhere because there's other teams out there that are paying their quarterbacks 20, 30 million bucks. But yet they've assembled, uh, you know, a playoff type roster. So well, it it comes from the general manager Cuervo, and it started with Ted Thompson. If you remember this show, I said last year that guy should be fired because why? They didn't go out and get an offensive line for for Aaron Rodgers. That's the reason why the guy should have got fired. And guess what? He did get fired. Now they got Brian Gruntkinis or whatever his name is. Okay, so now it's up to him, this Brian Guttness guy, to go out. And first of all, they better give him some protection. Because if you do have second-tier wide receivers, you better protect the number one guy. And so that's where that's where they need to start. If they are going to – now, they have a number one wide receiver. I mean, we, we talked about it, uh, you know, and a couple other guys that might be able to. So now you've got to protect it. So if this Brian Guttness dude, whoever, you know, whatever, however you say his name, does not go get an offensive line in their first-round draft pick, and I don't care who it is, where they are, what number they are, if they don't get an offensive lineman, you need to fire him too. It's really simple. You protect your number one investment. Number one, and we've argued about who's number two. I think it's the offensive line. Number three is the backup quarterback. Some people think the backup quarterback should be number two. I get it. But still, if you are the Packers, you better get an offensive lineman or two. Or find someone that you can go ahead and pay, but because obviously the retreads are not working up in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is running for his life. All right, so get this guy an opportunity to have a pocket to throw from. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if he gets – I'm going to tell you right now, Cuervo, if Aaron Rodgers gets a real pocket to throw, he's going to break all kinds of records. 
And But right now, they have not done anything to solidify that offensive line to prevent Aaron Rodgers from running. If you look at those numbers and you see when they're coming back to win, it's not because he's throwing the ball from, from the freaking pocket. He's rolling out because his offensive lineman can't protect him, and he's making the moves on the run and making plays with his feet and his arm at the same time, and they're just lucky that Aaron Rodgers is accurate enough to hit a guy in strike, unlike in Eli Manning who couldn't hit, you know, Odell Beckham in strike to save his life. So you've got a guy that can do it, but do you really want to see Aaron Rodgers run for his life or run and do a rollout, you know, you know, once every uh, four times that he has to drop back to pass the football? Of course not. You want to see him be able to get rid of the ball, and that means that guy needs a full four seconds to get the job done. If they give him four seconds, forget it. The Green Bay Packers will bury your Chicago Bears and anybody else in that division and end up in the Super Bowl, and that's the fact, Jack. And once they do that, you you really do got to look out for the Green Bay Packers. And I don't even care who they get in there to coach that football team. But they do need a little work on the defensive side of the ball. But when you got Aaron Rodgers and you're within seven, you have a chance to either tie or win. And when you got that, that's Tom Bradyus. So if you got a guy that can do almost what Tom Brady can do on a regular basis, you better make sure that you get him what he needs to do in order to be successful. And the Green Bay Packers have dropped the ball for that for the last three years. Well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, Sonny. We'll we'll see if they can Absolutely. make it happen. Oh, uh, you went inside. I, I I'm at home now. Yes. I was gonna say you went inside. So, you know, I, I can tell the difference. So, but, but yeah, I, you know, by the way, just, just to throw this out here, okay, McCarthy was fired, Dirk Cotter was fired, um, Joseph was fired, Gase was fired, Wilkes was fired, um, and uh, Bowles was fired um, in reality. So, I mean, I think it's a well-known thing that McCarthy's going to get a job I don't think that's any question. But out of the rest of those, Cuervo, who do you think gets the job first? Out of the ones that were fired? Yeah. Cotter, Joseph, Gase, Wilkes, and Bowles. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a race between Gase and Bowles. Those are my two I picks. would say Gase. I'm right there with you on Gates. I think that guy gets another job. I I, I really do. I mean, as long as he can keep Jay Cutler off a roster, I think he can get a job. Um, Take away from that, you know, I think he can get a job. I think he'll be all right. Um, But the rest of these guys, I think, end up as coordinators at best, even if they coach at all. You know, they say Joseph could be working the uh, drive-thru at a McDonald's, so that could be a great career move for him. Uh, But take away from that, I mean, I don't see any of these guys getting a job except Gates. And I don't even think Bowles gets the job as a head coach. I think think Bowles has a better job getting a – a uh, coordinator job because Dirk Cotter's done. Dirk Cotter's going back to college. Someone's going to need a coach, and Cotter will be, and he'll be in, he'll be in college. Joseph will be at best be a, a coordinator, but I don't think he's going to be a coordinator. And Wilkes, um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I that guy just, I don't even know why the Cardinals hired him in the first place. So um, it is what it is. Well, I'll uh, throw this out there, some, Sonny. 
I'll okay. throw this out there. Mark Rick just retired at Miami, so that job's available. University of Miami. Oh my gosh, I heard that today, and that's the thir- that's one of the things that I I heard about or thought about when when that whole thing went down because you know I I wanted I wanted for a moment to think because when I heard the report, he said he got with his family and they prayed about it. I thought maybe the guy was sick and they were praying should he go ahead and still try to coach even while he's sick. But really, in reality, they pray they prayed about how much money that this guy's going to end up going going to be in a, you know, a coach in the NFL. No, Mark Rick's not going to the NFL. If that's what you're saying. I, I don't see that happening. I don't believe that for one second. Yeah, even a coordinator job, Corvo? Um, possibly. But, that's uh, what I was I, thinking. Coordinator job. I don't think I don't think the guy could coach an NFL football team. I just oh I, I just said it. All right. I don't think he can coach an NFL. I can, I think he can definitely go out and be a coordinator and be in line for a job later on. I mean because really I mean really does the guy need to do anything more on the on the college level in reality? I mean you know think about it. There are certain guys that that are on the college level, you know, he doesn't want to go coach in Alabama if that job opened up or anything else. He doesn't need to do that in reality. Right, Cuervo? He doesn't need to do that. What he needs to do is maybe prove himself on another level. And just like most of most guys out of college should always go coordinator job before the head coach, we've seen how that has not worked, except the only person that hasn't really not worked for is Pete Carroll. That guy's been able to get the job done. But take away from that, there are not too many guys that have made that step up to the NFL and that was successful. But, hey, then again, Pete Carroll did drop the ball the first time when he was an NFL head coach. So there you go. So the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding says you need to be a coordinator somewhere. Well, look at your boy in Michigan. I mean, look at how well he did. I mean, Absolutely. Jim Harbaugh, my God. Now, he God, if everywhere anybody he should coached. be fired, it should be Harbaugh. Good God. Michigan has, been, it has turned into a complete and utter joke. I, and, and that's too bad. And I honestly think Jim Harbaugh could give a rat's fat ass because if he's unsuccessful at Michigan, he will be, he'll have a job in the NFL anywhere. So I think he's got even a better shot at getting a head coach job before Cotter, Joseph, uh, Wilkes, and Bowles. Yeah, but, I mean, is, is that – I mean, do you really think that's the right move? I mean, you're talking about guys that are – you know, that have been in the NFL, know the pace. Now, Jim Harbaugh's been out of the NFL for, what, three years now? So, yeah, so it, that, I, I don't think know. that's much of a case. I mean, if he just gets the right he, – he'd have to have the right coordinator or the right quarterback. So let's be honest, okay? And, 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 and I, I'll, I'll, I'll just put it out here because not a lot of people don't get it. And, and so I'll hit this button. Listen. Colin Kaepernick was a great quarterback underneath the tutelage of Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry he was, and if you think differently, you're wrong. Because as soon as he walked out the door, the guy went to average. So something that was being taught by Jim Harbaugh for, to Colin Kaepernick, the guy was able to make the connection with the young cat to get the job done. So much so, they sent the other quarterback a pack and then Alex Smith. So, you know, he obviously yeah. knows how to. He'd have to get the right guy. I don't know who that guy is, okay? 
um, as far as that's concerned. I don't know if that if, if there's anybody out there that would be Colin Kaepernick that he could get the job for. That part I don't know. I, I'd have to look at it. But out of all these other guys, he, he'd have a better shot of getting a head coach job before Bowles, Wilkes, uh, Joseph, or Connor. I mean, you know. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and by the way, every single one of these coaches deserve to go anyway. Um, so I'm not, I don't feel bad for any of them. They needed to go, but the Mike McCarthy situation is a pretty good story because there are a lot of coaches. And frankly, I'm going to tell you right now, there's, there's only one place I'd go if I was him. Cleveland. Would that be Cleveland? Absolutely. I mean, really, maybe the the Arizona Cardinal job, maybe, maybe, but here's the problem. The yeah, Baker Mayfield obviously showed he's a better quarterback than the the rook they took over there in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, that could be personnel too, but the fact of the matter is, he's yeah. better. Wait, who's who? Oh, Rosen is better than. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Mayfield's better than Rosen. I mean. Oh, or 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 am I seeing through you know bad optical lenses here, Cuervo? Do you think Rosen's a better quarterback now? Oh, okay. Because I might have missed something. Mm -hmm. Because Lord knows I have not been able to look at quarterback. I see. I don't like rookie quarterbacks. I don't like them because here's here's my fear on every single one of them. Okay, there's 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 Rosen, right? There is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. There is um, who's the other cat? Um, 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 uh, Baltimore guy. Um, uh, the only uh, one that made the playoffs, Lamar crab Jackson. Legs. Yeah, crab legs himself. All right, so out of those three, now there are a lot of starting quarter, but out of those three, okay, two of them are going to fall flat on their face. Which two? I don't know, but two of them are. I mean, if you just, just look at the just, odds, you're just talking you just odds. Look at the odds. Yeah, I mean, you look mm-hmm. at the odds out of all the rookie quarterbacks that started and are starters on their NFL football side. I, I think maybe one in six are going to be successful. One in six are going to have a mediocre year, and the rest of them are going to just stink up the joints where you can't even buy a ticket. And that's just the odds. And what and just. If you want to talk about mediocre in second year, you talk Dak Prescott, right? I mean, after the twelve and the, the twelve and four first year, he comes back nine and seven. They miss the playoffs. He goes ten and six. By, by the way, if Dallas Cowboy fans need to stop it, because Dak Prescott is your future, and if you think it's not, you better find a new team because he's going to be there for the next three years. Because Jerry Jones is going to lock this kid up. I I know he's going to do it. Um, because here's the thing. You look at the Dallas Cowboys the last three seasons compared to the three seasons before, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to take those last three seasons over the three before with Romo. So he's going to lock this guy up. Now, granted, I don't think he's going to lock him up with as much money as Tony Romo got because there was more time for Tony Romo to develop that and get the money. But they're, they're going to lock him up, and they'd be stupid not to do it because any other football team – in the NFL, who's struggling at the quarterback position, would love to have a Dak Prescott. Oh, of course they would. I mean, you're talking about a guy that that really 
He he bounced back very nicely, Sonny. I have to admit that. Oh yes. From what he did last year, uh, or what he did last year. And it was nine and seven. He was over two games over five, uh, or one game over five hundred. So in his second year. So. Yeah. I think I think it was it was um uh what's the term I'm looking for? It was kind of like he kind of uh. I can't think of the term right now, but he was a victim of his own success, you know, as a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Because because of the expectations. Well, and he was a the victim of a healthy so, offensive line, let's be honest. Well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the whole situation with Travis Frederick, I mean, I mean, you, you can't you can't really you can't blame that, that on dude. on anyone. Stuff stuff, you know, stuff happens. Uh unfortunately, he was you know, in a situation where his health just doesn't allow him to play football, and um, so, so hopefully, hopefully he can, re, you know, his health gets better and whatnot. But you know, as far as everyone else, I mean that, I mean that goes to show you how important offensive line is, Sonny, and it goes yep. to show you how important it is to, you know, have some decent backups. You know, you got to have some decent backups. The offensive line depth is an important thing to, ha- excuse me, to have because. Stuff like this happens, and you've got to have guys that can step in right away and pick off, pick up where these guys leave off. So, um, you know, it really is uh, one of those things where Josh thirty-two and ten is a starter. Yeah, I mean, and that's outstanding. That is outstanding. I mean, Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know how anybody can downplay this guy. I mean, granted, hey, listen, yeah. He's going to throw the interceptions. I mean, come on, let's get serious. He had eight this year, which, by the way, didn't even lead the NFL, so let's just stop with that. I mean, yeah, and bad timing of those interceptions, that's more the problem than anything. It's not the eight interceptions. It's the game It's the game where you get three in one game, which he didn't get. He only got two. So you look at Dak Prescott. He, he turned the ball over eight times. That's it. Now, out of a third-year quarterback, if you're only getting eight turnovers via interception, you should be on your on your knees praying to the football gods and thanking them for what has come your way. Because Dak Prescott is, I, I, I you know, I, I, I get it. Cowboy fans, you're, you're spoiled. But I, I hate to bring this up, okay? But. Troy Aikman wasn't better in his first year as a quarterback for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo wasn't better than his first year in the Dallas Cowboys. Heck, you want to even know what, okay, he was better than Tony Romo in his second year. Now, now the second year for Troy Aikman, you know, he did do a little bit better. One game difference. One game difference, okay? So you're talking these numbers, and people are not even realizing if you want to go back to the Roger Staubach days. He did better than Roger Staubach in his first year. I mean, so Dallas Cowboy fans, you, you've got to slow it down. Pump the brakes a little bit on this kid and give him the opportunity to learn. But here's the problem that it's going to boil down to. And it's going to suck. For a lot of people that want to see Jason Garrett gone, okay? But as long as Dak Prescott's successful, Jason Garrett will be the head coach of this football team, and I don't even care if they go 5-11 and 11 next year. Garrett will be the coach of the team the next year 
because these two oh, yeah. are sewed together like 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 Romo and Garrett too. So they're sewn together. They're not going to go anywhere without each other. And if one goes, the other goes. Look, any little, any small taste of success that the Dallas Cowboys have, you know, within you know the near future, that that's going to buy Jason Garrett more time as a head coach. All right, and why? Absolutely. You know, why Jerry Jones loves this guy so much and decides to keep him around, you know, I guess that's none of our business, but the facts are the facts. You know, I want to go back to what you were just talking about, though, with Dak Prescott. Um, you know, talking about how he did better in his first year than, than, than Troy Aikman, and, and then yep. you brought up Roger Staubach, and I'm like, okay. All right, now i got to ask the question. When you say better than those guys did in their first Record. year – are you are you talking record or are you talking? Yeah, stats? I'm talking record. I'm sorry. I, all right. I, I guess I should say I should. All right. So I'll go back and put an asterisk on that and put record. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I, I can't even. Well, he was, so, he was no. better than Troy Aikman you know this what? year, but and yeah. you know what? And you know what? Honestly, that's a better argument than saying that. Well, he was better statistically. Well, no kidding, he was better statistically. Do you do you not understand how the league has changed over yes. the past twenty to thirty years? Of course, he's gonna be better. Come on, mm-hmm. guy, throwing for three thousand yards back in those days was winning you the MVP. Now you're getting looked at like, okay, you suck if you're throwing for three thousand yards. Hell, if you throw for four thousand, guys are looking at you like, eh, average year. Now you got to be. 4,500 and higher. Like, that's, that's the standard for, uh, you know, for quarterbacks now. 4,500 yards, at least 30 touchdowns, right? That's, yep. that's what you're looking for in a quarterback. Anything below that, it's a below-average year or it's, it's average, whatever, and, you know, it's considered to be not that good. So, it's, it, it, that goes to tell you, though, that goes to show you how times have changed. Over yeah. over the years, well, you think about it. In his first year, now, granted, they only played eight ga- or twelve games at the time. Okay, Roger Staubach only won uh-huh. three games in his first full years as the starting quarterback. Okay, so uh-huh. you, you you look at that, and you gotta you gotta realize where they were. Okay, it, and you, you think about those numbers, Troy Aikman. I mean, he won one game in his first season, okay? So, I mean, the and, yes, the game has changed. They're more physical back in those days without question. But, man, oh, man, you you got to understand something. When it comes to having the guy that can start off like that, and I'm going to say it, Dak Prescott had a great second season. Yeah, I know people are going to look at me and, and say, Sonny, whatever you're smoking, pass it this way. But when you go 9-7, and seven, okay, and remember the, remember the division they play in, which is a 9-7, and 10-6 uh, teams make the playoffs, he was on the cusp. And then this year, he, they win the division, and, and, you know, you can't ask for – Anything more than that from from Dak Prescott? Dak, Dak Prescott in his first three years have taken the first three years of any quarterback in Dallas Cowboy history, far as record is concerned, and blow him out of the water. He just did. 
But, you know, so Dallas Cowboy fans, you know, you got to take the bumps and bruises. Here's the problem. When it comes to Cowboy fans, oh, man, they're really going to love me for this one. Irrational. Oh, here we go. (laughs) It's every year it is Super Bowl or bust for Dallas Cowboy fans. It's just, it's so stupid. It's it's not even realistic expectation, but that's the that's Dallas Cowboy mentality. That's why you can't talk to him. And, and and don't come at me. Don't come at me with the well. That's our standard. No, you guys are just you guys are just not very okay. smart. All right, I'm so sorry. your standard has I been pretty it. shitty for the last twenty years. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. That's just cow. That's cowboy fan for you. They win a game and they think they yeah. won the Super Bowl. Like, relax, what? man. Like, good luck. Look, good luck against be lucky Seattle. Seattle. Square vote. They're going to lose by seven to Seattle. See, I, I, and by the way, are you ready for this square vote? Are you ready for it? Go. The What's Seattle that, Seahawks go are going to be in the NFC Championship game. Oh boy. I'm telling you now, they're the best team in the NFC that's playing right now. Not be- better than the Rams. I mean, look at that number. They might be. They they might just be right there with the Saints. Now I don't know how the numbers add up. I don't know if they re revalue or re uh, re uh, redo the rankings after the first round. I don't. I don't remember. Nor do I care. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be in the in the NFC Championship game. And right now, they're the most complete football game. And why is it? And I'm going to tell you the reason why. This is a football team that runs the football. Okay? And they do it successfully. It's almost like baseball. When you get into the playoffs, it's all about your pitcher. Well, guess what? When it comes to real football, when you get in there, it's all about your running game in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. And if you don't have one, you're, you're, you're begging you got a Phillip Rivers or a Drew, uh, Drew Brees. But I'm going to tell you right now, that running game is going to beat those two guys. I, I, I'm telling you right now. It, it, and as much as I, you know, your Bears and everything, you know, I, you know, I don't know who ends up in the NFC Championship game, but somebody's playing the Seattle Seahawks. Very bold statement, Sonny. Um, you know, and, and it really it really surprises me because for I those hate, that listen to the to show for them. for a while, I don't even think hate is the word. Hate is putting it nicely. <laughs> Couldn't stand the thought of the Seattle Seahawks. And you used to nope. be a, a writer for them. That's even the crazier yes. part. Yes, I did. I, gosh, you're right. I wrote for them for three years. So yeah. the fact that you're showing so much love for the Seattle Seahawks, Sonny, has got me wondering, are you writing for them again? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. No, I, I'm not going to write anymore. People can't take the truth good enough. That, that happened in Dallas. So yeah. <laughs> I wrote for Dallas for a year. And, and listen, they got, my my writings got up there. But boy, oh boy, I, you want to talk about blasted out of the year, boy? That, that's what I got. But, but it, it is what it is. But I'm going to tell you right now, they are the most complete team in the NFC right now. 
They are. And you know who's the second close, closest to them? is your Chicago Bears. And I'm going to tell you, I think I don't know how the numbers work out, if they can figure it out, but I think it could be the Bears and the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game. I really do. I, as much as I love Drew Brees and what's going on there, the way they were, you know, not scoring those, those four games, you know, before the last game, that that did not impress me going into there. And 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 I know I know Drew Brees didn't play. I'm not an idiot. I watched the games. But I, I hate the fact that my boy over there, Teddy Bridgewater, did nothing for them. And that scares me, too. And especially if Drew Brees goes down, they're done well, um, because they I don't mean, have a suitable backup. You, I think you know, we talked about it yesterday. I think that's what could hurt the Saints. The fact that Drew Brees did not play that game, not even one snap. Not one snap. Don't be, don't be surprised if the Saints come out in two weeks looking even rustier than, uh, you know, than a 1948 Chevy. Okay. I'm just, you know how you I stop just made the something Saints? up there, but you know, you know how you stop the Saints after the, the buy, you make sure that Drew Brees can't complete a pass. That means you, you, you are, you are definitely man. Uh, uh, and you better have some good ones that can, that can stop them. Because if you stop Drew Brees immediately in the first quarter, you got a chance to win this game. I believe it. I believe it because here's one of the things that Drew Brees does not have. And that's the capabilities in reality to come back away and Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady does in the fourth quarter to win a game. He, I, Drew Brees needs to be up early, and then he can coast it out. That's his game. He's not a come-from-behind guy like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. It's just, it, it, he, he's just not. So if you can stop the New Orleans Saints from scoring a bunch of points immediately, you got a good chance to win the football game. And then when you look at that, you look at Seattle's defense, they haven't really lost too much of a step, Cuervo, in reality, after losing the legion of bungholes, you know, that that they used to have. (laughs) Great name. So – Great name, you know, Sonny. Yeah, the Legion of Bungholes is what they were, and I'm and I wanted to say something else, but I I I curved it a little bit. But it, listen, you know, it's okay to be it, it's okay to be, you know, egomaniacs. You know, it, it's okay to be that. Okay, and it, it's even okay to be an egomaniac and back it up on the football field. That's even better. But when you think that you're God's gift, and that was Richard Sherman. Now, they kept the right guy. We talked about it before, Cuervo. They got Bobby Wagner still Mm -hmm. on that football team, and that was the best thing they ever did is not let that guy sneak out of the building. That was the guy that was making the plays in reality, not the Legion of Bungholes, because that guy right there, (laughs) in my opinion, was the freaking uh, MVP of that defense. Every single year, except for the year he got that he got hurt, you know, you got to clarify that. But you take away from that year, he was the he was the MVP of the Legion of Bungholes. I'm telling you right now, and they have they're not even sweating. They don't have those guys on this football team anymore, Cuervo. And who's the one that everybody's Mm -hmm. talking about went down with injury, but no one even cares? Guess what? They only got better when that guy went down. What was his name? I forget his name. Cowboys have been dying to try to get him. Who was the one that went down with the injury? Um, He he held out in the first half and all that. I forget who it is. 
but he was a legion of bunghole oh. as well. Um, so held on the first. I, oh, Earl Thomas. Yeah, Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, when that guy went down, they got better. I mean, it's amazing. You get rid of the legion of bungholes, and guess what? Your team is playing. And I'm telling you right now, they're playing so good, Guervo, and that's the reason why I think they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. They, they're they playing complete football, and here's another thing. Go look at their special teams. Their special teams is dynamite. You're not going to return a ball on them. You're not going to return one. They are so good in special teams in the kicking game. It's unbelievable. That they're the most complete team. Now, will they be able to do it in the playoffs and continue it? That's where you, that's where you judge them. But I think they're going to get the job done. Yeah, I probably need to mark that. That was probably my best nickname ever. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe the Legion of Buttholes. Maybe that have been that have been. Yeah, but Bunghole <laughs> sounds better because Julio or um, Beavis said it. So there you go. <laughs> True, true, true. And I'm kind of like a beast. I might even be a butthead too, but I, you know, but I mean, but I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I like Seattle right now. I'm actually a Seattle Seahawks fan now since they got rid of those guys. I really am. The Legion of Bungholes is what held them back from me being a fan of that football team. Just goes to um, show. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, and you're 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 big on characters, honey. Uh, I know, am. I am. You'll never. I know you'll never question a guy's talent or whatnot. But I know. I know. A, one thing that you're big on is is uh, uh, character. And guys yeah. like Earl Thomas or Richard Sherman uh, are are anything but character guys. So it doesn't yeah, surprise exactly. me that that you have that you have that feeling uh, about those. You know about Earl Thomas or about. Richard Sherman and those other guys. So, I mean, I can't. I, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't blame you in that aspect. Uh, I think differently a little bit, but uh, prize me your opinion on on Earl Thomas. Well, here, I want to give you just a little quick update, and I got this from Todd Mins. Okay, Todd came out. Mm-hmm. Here's the money breakdown. Here's the money breakdown for what's going on. Um, Aaron Rodgers. You know, we already know about his money, so you can put that off to the side. But Randall Cobb, $8.6 million last year. Clay Matthews, $10.4. Uh, uh, um, let's see, he, he's at a million, so he's actually pretty cheap. But the rest of it, Devontae Adams, that, that guy making a million dollars this year. This is ridiculous. Oh, oh hold on. This is, 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 this the, is this the whole year, Todd, that you got him? Is it, I, I just I want to I'm, – I'm wondering about that. I wonder if the numbers that he put up is for the whole year. So, um, yeah, so I was right. Randall Cobb, a big part of the the um, the money, you know, 8.6. There you go. And Clay Matthews. Hey, hey, Cuervo, say whatever you want about Clay Matthews, and I like the guy. He's, but he's not worth $10 million right now. No team in the NFL oh, play, no. Clay, pay Clay Matthews $10 million bucks that's, right now. They're, and that's what I'm talking about. There, there, yeah. there hasn't been money, you know, somewhere else in that payroll. Yeah. You can't, I, I, it can't just be one Aaron Rodgers. It can't. I mean, I know yeah. he's a big part of it, but I just I – ha, I knew that it, there had to be more to the story than just – well, Aaron Rodgers is getting paid thirty-three million bucks, or however much he's getting paid. Like yeah, Drew Brees gets paid 
a boatload of money and and you know they still have a, a outstanding roster like the the distribution of the money in Green Bay is just it's bad yeah it, it the the whole thing is it's kind of it's kind of crazy but uh you you look at the you look at these numbers and everything you know the fifty the the rosters yeah th- this is really good you know but those are the those are the the kind of big big name players making money so you you know and but that goes back to not to the general manager now but the one before Ted uh, Thompson I think was his name was and, and I said fire that guy a long time ago uh-huh. because here's one of the things when you, when you're looking at these numbers and everything Brian Bagola I love him but that guy's over the hill I yeah I'm sorry he is okay and not only that he's act he he's injury prone as well you're and you're popping nine million in this guy's pocket that that's 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 a tough one to swallow you need to have the quality and that's what I talk about as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned Cuervo the Dallas Cowboys have no business uh, none. Zero, that would be take your two hands, make them in a circle. Zero reason to draft anything but an offensive coordinate or offensive lineman in this draft. Zero. There's no other uh-huh. positions. Yes, they have defensive problems, especially in the secondary, but that is a that is a position you can get in free agency. You can't get the retreads and the offensive linemen and trades in, in free agency. It doesn't happen. You gotta get that talent, you gotta get it young, and you gotta get them in the lineup, you know, in their first year, six to seven uh, seven games, and then they can learn what needs to happen. That's Dallas Cowboys football. Once I, listen, the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys consistent, could consistently win this division if they knew how to draft. And their last good draft was obviously Fredericks uh, three years ago when they got him. And after that, they've let that offensive line go. Every single year, the Dallas Cowboys should reload in the first round with the offense, with an offensive lineman, figure out the rest in free agency, and you'll get the job done. I mean, look at what they did with Amari Cooper. Okay, you got the guy in free agency. That guy's going to be a stud for the next three years. That's why Dak, Dak and Amari Cooper are going to be on the top. And listen, and you, and just right now, and this is without any big moves, Dallas Cowboys are going to win this division next year too. Okay, because let's be honest. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles; they're nothing to write home to Mama about. And and Nick Foles is taking them to where they got to be. Washington, you know, they're done. Depending on what they do at the quarterback position, and uh, who's the other one? Oh, the Giants, of course. Eli Manning. They're going to win this division next year, Cuervo. Unless something big happens on the other three teams, I don't think there's any reason not to pick the Dallas Cowboys next year. Not because of the Dallas Cowboys; they've just got the better talent right now. And if they get an offensive lineman to protect Dak and give him an extra half second to get the ball to Mark Cooper, forget about it. And I hate to say that because I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but no one in this division mm-hmm. will beat them. Well, I mean. Yeah, let's let's really look at it. I mean, you, you think about all this. Washington Redskins, yeah, they're going to get Alex Smith back probably, what, maybe in the middle of next year? I don't think they're uh, going to get but, him back, Cuervo. I think he's done. I think he's done. And that hurts, oh, and that I mean, hurts the Washington Redskins. So, so, do they, so do they draft a quarterback then? Is that the move know. for the Washington because, Redskins? I don't know, because they, they gave Alex Smith – they gave Alex Smith a lot of uh, oh I put that in the wrong spot I'm in a chat here with uh, thing I want to see what's going see if there's any news I I just know it took him forever to get out of the freaking hospital after the the uh, injury so let's see the news here we go 
But um, there was a setback, I think. Something about yeah. I want to say like yeah, a, a staph infection, infection happened or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a staph infection. They had to do five more surgeries after that, and I think I think what's going to kill him is the staph wow. infection is going to stop him from playing more so than the injury. Um, but there's nothing uh-huh. on the news within Google that says that he's not going to be there. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Theismann didn't play. After after what happened, to, and was it you who told me? Yeah, it was you who told me that the whole, you know, happened the same day. So, you know, oh my gosh, it's just it, it's just so weird how that whole thing happened. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, it was definitely weird how it went down, but uh, just uh, very 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 coincidental that 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 it kind of just happened the way it did. Well, you you know, Cuervo, I, when my original idea to do this show, I thought we would get a firing during our show, and but they they started early this year, boy. Two yesterday, and then the other ones before we even came up on air. Uh, I caught, um, let's see here, Joseph, Gase, Wilkes, um, those three were gone before we got going. Then those offensive and defensive coordinators from Atlanta got let go. I don't know. If I really want to try, you know, call that Black Monday, but that that's might as well be. I, I would think. I don't know, but whew, I, I I love the NFL, man. This this is going to be an interesting. This this is going to be interesting playoff. I I I look at the I look at the AFC Cuervo. The AFC is more I I think more open in reality. You know, to to kind of pick a team because if it's not the Chargers, if it's not Kansas City. Or if it's not, um, um, what's the other one? I'm missing the other one. Um, Baltimore. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I think those top three or four teams in the AFC are pretty damn good. I, I. But you know, I don't look at Indianapolis as anything being scared about into the playoffs and everything. So I think the top four are pretty set. But man, the AFC is just so much different. Um, I think I think it's only down to a few teams in reality that can actually win that division or win that conference. I think I think it's the Saints, Seattle. Who else? Cuervo. I mean, I mean, oh yeah, you Bears. You got to get. Are you, and, and this is a this is not a, um, a facetious plug. No, the Bears are the Bears with that defense. As long as they can, as long as they can put twenty four points up a game, Cuervo, I think your Bears are in pretty good shape in the playoffs too. Oh yeah, yeah, I I I would agree with that. I mean, you know, they're giving up. I want to say seventeen a game. So if they score twenty four, they give up seventeen. Hey, you're guaranteed a victory every time. So, but I would uh, think so. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, they haven't faced an offense like the Saints. And they played the Rams at home. Okay, if they if they get the Rams in the playoffs, it's going to be over here in California. So it, it's it's not going to be a walk in the park. I'll tell you that. And even as a Bears fan, you'll be I, at that game, Andrew Cuervo. I mean, you you won't you won't you won't miss a Bears playoff game in California, will you? <sighs> well, my bank account might but say otherwise. Depends I mean, on work, I guess. I, right. Uh, well, work and and. You know, if my bank account is is set up the way uh, for me to be able to go to the game, then uh, I'll make it happen. If not, look, I I am totally happy with going to a Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that and 
you know, just being in that environment, watch the game on a big screen. I am just as happy with that as being at the actual game. So as long as I get 35 years old, that's all I care about. 35 years old, Alex Smith. You know, that, 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 that could be, um, that could be it. That, uh, that his age, number one, 35. Now, granted, guys are playing a, a long time. Um, maybe I don't, but I don't think, I don't think Alex Smith is the kind of player that can miss a season and come back. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, if he misses any really significant time now compared to when he was hurt before, you know, in San Francisco, um, I think uh-huh. he might be just a little bit too much to miss a whole season and not be able. And so I, I wonder what his, you know, how, you know, how that works out. I I like Alex Smith because he is one of the quarterbacks who will, will take what is given to him. He'll take the high percentage pass and and he's okay with everybody calling him captain checkdown because I'm going to tell you right now. I think Washington might have won this division if if he would have stayed healthy. And that's not because he has to be outstanding, Cuervo. He had to be ten and six. Because that's what and the has says. Yeah, and I think when when he went down, I want to say they were what uh, seven and four, maybe something like that. The Redskins. Yeah, they were in first place at one point. He was, if I'm not mistaken, they were in first place. Yeah, I think it might they be. Were. I think you might be yep. right. Cuervo was seven and four when he went down, and they, and not only that, they were playing really good too, and, and no one was stepping up to him. And that's when the Dallas Cowboys. And they're, they're lucky Alex Smith went down when he did. It was the week before they faced the Dallas Cowboys. That's when they uh, had the second mm-hmm. game in the win streak of that of that win streak that they had. Uh, and they're lucky that they got uh, the Washington Redskins without Alex Smith on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, because that could have been a totally different that could have been a totally different football game. Yeah, and, and and ever since that injury happened, they only won they won one game. Yep, one game they and, won and after after that injury. That that tells you how close they were, and if they find the right quarterback that can get the job done, and, and not only that, Cuervo, you think about it, Alex Smith and Jake Rudin, man, they they were they were like peas in a pod, man. I mean, because when you think about those two types of guys, the the the, the thing that comes to mind is that they're conservative, and hey, if you got both, if you got everybody on the same page, and it works. Why not roll with mm-hmm. it? And that and it wouldn't have hurt Washington whatsoever. I mean, last time they were in the playoffs, I mean, I think they made the playoffs like four years ago, and then they got dumped out in the first round. But take away from that, we haven't talked about the, the Washington Redskins being a good football team for, less, what, six, seven years. So they would have took that. And, you know, who knows what they would have done in the, fir- in the first round. So uh, more so than, yeah, well, you know, interest. Here's Sonny. Let me put this in perspective for you. The last time that the Washington Redskins were in the playoffs, guess who the quarterback was? Joe Montana. No, that was Joe a joke. Um, <laughs> um, hold on now. I got to go back and think. Uh, was it Rippin? No, no, it was it was after Rippin. Um, no, it was recent. It was recent. Think about. Oh, yeah, your boy. Your boy. It was your boy. Six, six, six years ago? Five, six years ago? <laughs> Your boy, Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Didn't Kirk Cousins make it? Actually, him? it hasn't even been that long. Yeah, that was like three, three years th- ago. Three years ago, Kirk Cousins. You're right. It was Kirk Cousins. And before that, and before that, none other than RG three himself. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was six years ago. So RG3 was three, six years ago, and it was three years ago with that. But, you know, oh, my. <laughs> speaking, by the way, Sonny, speaking, can, can speaking we finally say Cousins, that he sucks yet? No, I, I love Kirk Cousins. Do you see why I know now? you do. Do you see why? Yeah, no, you, you so love underachievers. I mean, you're a Bears fan. I mean, what do you expect? You love underachievers. I mean, I get it. I understand. I mean. <laughs> oh. Wow, that wasn't that wasn't a low blow. Jeez. That was, no, it, Jeez. it was the truth. It was the truth. Come on, who let him down? Lovey or the team? Uh, neither. It was it was the front office. <laughs> Bad drafting. <laughs> yeah, well. That that is one thing that has improved for the Chicago Bears. You got to be happy about. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that is the first thing that the Chicago Bears have done right, and God knows how long is getting a real general manager for this football team, and it has made a world of difference. And you can you can talk Mitch Trubisky all day long, but I'm going to tell you it's those moves to get to get those guys away. Which, by the way, getting back to Oakland, we were talking about it. It just dawned on me. Okay, you know, no, it didn't dawn on me. I had it in my mind, but man, you know, the guy that decided to let those guys go, the big names go, and what, you know, whether it's Amari Cooper or the defensive dude, what's your guy? Hart, what's what's his name that they picked up out of Oakland? What's his name? His name slipped my mind. Your defensive player of the Wait. year for the Bears. Who is Khalil Mack? Yeah, Khalil Mack. So you know, the Khalil Mack. And Amari Cooper thing was a John Gruden thing. I don't put it on the I don't put it on the front office. I don't put it on the general manager because the general manager was a puppet um, for John Gruden and mm-hmm. or uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy lookalike owner. Um, so you, you look at you look at that. That's a John Gruden. That 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 was those two moves were a John Gruden ego move. Well, we weren't winning with them, so we might as well let him go. Crap. And in in it, it really did affect this team. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I think Oakland probably would have won maybe seven to eight games, maybe if they had those two guys at the beginning of the season. I think they might have been able to put it up there. But man, this I think this is all grand plan by John Gruden to get those picks so he can build his team the way he wants it instead of deal with the talent that they had. You you can't let a Khalil Mack go. I mean, I'm sorry. That was that was the beginning of the end in reality. And when they let Amari Cooper go, I mean, they they just lost their number one wide receiver on that football team. I mean, so you know, yeah, they better do something in the draft with their what four picks in the first round. They better do something with them. Do they really have four picks? I got to look at that. They got three, really or, four, they got three picks? or four picks in the first round. Yeah, let, let's find out. I, 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 they got they got a lot. Uh, draft. Here we go. Draft. 2019. Bam. And, oh, I should put order so we can find out. There it is. Draft order. Bam. Mm-hmm. Bam. All right. Here it is. Where's the order? Oh, come on. Why did they do that? There we go. All right. Oakland has the number four pick. And they have, this is wrong. No, nope, they have the 25 from Dallas, the number 27 from Chicago. Uh, let's see here. Huh. 
interesting. Oakland has the number four pick. God, I, I, God, I could have swore they, they, they had four. They got three. They definitely have three number ones. Now, granted, those number ones are late, uh, three of the, uh, or two of them were late. Twenty-five from Dallas uh, for the Amari Cooper, and then the number 27 from Chicago. And that's as of right now, depending on how they finish in the playoffs, obviously. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so oh, they have three. But that, Cuervo, that is a lot of first-round draft picks in the first round. And not only that, they may end up getting the fourth one. Well, I mean, because it's, if, it's they trade, if they trade, if they trade, if they trade away one, the front front one, they could they they might be able to get to, to get a fourth one. The fourth one I think you're thinking about is the one that they're getting next year from the Bears because they got now, that might that might picks. be it. Yeah, yeah, I think so, that, that's right. You're you're right about that, so Corvo. That's why I thought second, they had four. Yeah, so next year they're guaranteed a second, a first round pick. They're gonna have yeah, at least that's, two. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to talk about draft if they do it right. They're going to be – and there's another football team that needs offensive linemen. You've got to protect Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a badass. I'm sorry. That guy's on the cusp. If he gets protection and the guy to throw the ball, since they got rid of Amari Cooper, they better figure that out. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think Derek Carr is a badass. I I, I do. I I, I do, too. I I I always feel bad for him. I told people when he was coming out of Fresno State, I said said he's going to be – He's going to be the guy to watch for. He's going to be the guy that 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 surprises everyone. And, I remember you saying that you know, on our show. Yeah, and people people kind of laughed, you know, because you know he went to Fresno State, and you know they're not really known for a whole lot, uh, you know, as far as guys coming out of there. And you know, I hate to say it, but I I, I tried to tell you guys, tried to tell you, but you know, I'll go ahead and pat myself they... on the back. I'll pull a Sonny Clark. Yeah, Don, yeah, pull a sunny, man. Break your arm. Is your arm okay? Do you need some cream? <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> no, I, th- I think I'm okay. Oh, speaking I of Pat, you're back. Hold on, Cuervo. Cuervo, you, you are the grain wiener of the picks this year at 165.89-2. So, you, yeah, you, you need to sprain your shoulder a little bit from patting yourself on the back. Amazing season. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, uh, Tarvin was right. That. Tarvin was behind you at one sixty two uh, ninety two and two, and I came with one fifty eight ninety six and two. That, man, I, week seventeen killed me. I mean, I, I got ten right, but man, you know, Tarvin got eleven. You got thirteen for God's sake. I mean, geez. I mean, and you thought you were going to have a bad week. I I did. I did think that. You went thirteen but, uh, to three, you punk. I mean, I, I wanted to beat you. I wanted to. I was like, <laughs> how, how am I going to get back? I mean, and, and my pick, my special picks didn't work. The Jacksonville Washington game didn't work. So you know, uh-huh. my one that I did pick that was on the other side that did win. By the way, Pittsburgh not in the playoffs. Cuervo, wow. Isn't that almost weird? Yeah. To say? Wow. Yeah, I, I. Pittsburgh is not in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that dead silence right there says it all, Cuervo. I, I that that it, it, honestly, it's completely though, and utterly unbelievable. But I mean, you got two teams out on the west, uh, out in the west that are are killing the idea that they're not there. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, when it comes to Kansas the Steelers, City, though, Kansas, I mean, 
Why do you, Kansas what do you City, think was wrong with the Steelers? Yeah, yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, they, they, they didn't win the vital games. And, and I'll tell you who told me this, and, and I can't even take the credit for it. But I was thinking it. I just I didn't get around to saying it, but I was thinking it. You, you, you look at the Steelers. You, you want to talk about classic underachieving. That, that's what you got with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only that, you look at that game yesterday, Cuervo, they should have blown them out of the freaking water. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, they mm-hmm. went 16 to 13 against the, San, the Cincinnati Bengals without AJ Green and Andy Dalton. Okay, that alone, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't deserve to be there. But right, you look at you look at the football team and what they did. Okay, uh, you know, the, you know, I, I, and everybody will want to give them the excuse that you know, they had the off-field problems with Bell. Listen, everybody knew that was coming. You and I both sat on this show and said, this is going to be a problem. they got to figure that out. So it's not, it's not like this was all of a sudden not going to be a problem. They knew it was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it started in yeah. week number one when you end up with a tie with the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry, Cleveland's better this year. Without question, they're better. But they, they, they can't go week number one and tie, tie the Cleveland Browns. And that's where it started. I mean, if you're the if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers in week number one, you have to beat a team that has been one at, at one in thirty one, okay, in two seasons. You have to. You're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're the brand. Listen, you're the successful brand. It's not it's not the Cleveland Browns. And even if they grabbed the right first round quarterback, it wasn't there. And then they they followed it up with with a loss that they scored points and should have known when their defense was not going to be all that good when they, when they lost to Kansas City. Now, granted, Kansas City mm-hmm. was putting up big numbers, 42 to 37, but they gave up 42. I mean, it's one thing to lose 24-21, okay? You're only giving up 24 points. This team gave up 42 points, okay? And, and the the craziness about this whole thing, Cuervo, is that they went on a six-game winning streak and, and then went on a three-game losing streak. And and at teams, they, they lost to Oakland and they lost to the Denver Broncos. And in those games, Cuervo, when they lost those games, those two games, they didn't score more than 24 points. Or, yeah, okay. I'll mark that. Yeah. More than 21 points. Okay? They're, they're not Scoring. Now, where that comes from, if you want to blame that on not having a running game, listen, shame on you. I mean, this team underachieved because they let one move stop them from being successful and what they should have done, this is what they should have done. You don't want to sign? Goodbye. No, we're not – goodbye. And they didn't. Oh, we'll try to get him back. Oh, will we get him back to the regular? Oh, we, and, and, and when they, he gets signed, everything will be okay. They should have said goodbye to that guy at the first of the season and said, you're gone. You, you know, you, you're not going to be on the scene. That's what they should have done. They would have known what they would have need to do at week number one and go from there. Instead, they let that run into week number eight and week, uh, week number nine. Although it was on a winning streak, they, they still – how would this team look with, with Bell on the team? And it, it screwed up the whole season. They let one guy screw up their whole season. And let's be honest, an, over, an overrated guy. Yeah, I said it. He's overrated. Um, he's talented, 
Uh, but the money he was asking for, this is a classic Pittsburgh Steelers saying, no, you don't get that money, goodbye. Not, oh, let's see if we can work it out. They didn't do what they should have done, which is said goodbye to this guy. And they've done it with many players before. All you got to do is say James Harrison, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, although they brought him back. But they initially said goodbye to you, okay? That's what they did not do. They didn't stand on their convictions as a franchise, and it screwed them up. Now, you can talk about head coaching and everything else, and, and the Ben Roethlisberger, you know, you know, back and forth with a couple of players. That, that happens every year. That that's irrelevant. They let that one thing get in their way of their success this year. And look where it got them, Sonny. That and that's exactly yeah. where I was going. That's where I was going with it. Look, you can hate Le'Veon Bell if you want to because you know he sat out and he 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 wasn't playing around when he said that he was either going to get paid or he was going to sit the season out. Guess what? He's laughing. He is oh, yeah. laughing He's his ass it. off right now. And, and, and Pittsburgh Steelers fans should, they should never even want this guy back on their football team this year or, or ever. Well, and that's fine. But, again, when a play needed to be made, they didn't have the guy to get it done. Yep. I'm sorry. Antonio Brown, as much as I love the guy – He's one person. He can't do everything. He cannot do it all by himself on yep. the field as a wide receiver. Well, You've got to have He's not there yet, Sonny. He's not there. I, I know, but they named him the MVP there, Cuervo. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers named him the team MVP. And that's great. That's like getting a participation trophy. It means nothing. That, that means exactly, absolutely if it, nothing. If it's not Antonio Brown, if it's not Ben Roethlisberger, then you got the wrong guy. You're absolutely right, Cuervo. Here's my thing, though. I understand, and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. I'm not saying that it was the right move, but look, this is why – Guys like Le'Veon Bell ask for so much because of their versatility and what they can do on the field, okay? Again, this goes back to in those games that they needed a play, okay, and Antonio Brown or whoever wasn't able to come up with a play, um, I think against Baltimore, I think, and against the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers is a prime example. You know, Sunday yeah. night national TV. You know, they lost that game. Yep. Why? Because they didn't have somebody aside from Brown that could go out there and make plays for them. And what happened? Because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Ben turned the ball over. Yeah, he trying did. to force he turned something the ball to happen. over in the fourth quarter. Yep, 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 yeah, yep. Yeah, he, he, he tried to force something to happen. It didn't happen because Antonio Brown's just one person, can't do it by himself, so – uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 one of those things where, you know, you can sit here and be stubborn and, and say you're not going to pay the guy, but this is this is what you have to be willing to accept is that there's a sacrifice to be made when you don't have star players on 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 the team and and you want to save your money. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers well, are watching the 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 postseason for the first time in I don't know how many years. 
yeah, from exactly. their from their couch. But Cuervo, think about this, okay? They let Le'Veon Bell, like you said, Le'Veon Bell's laughing his ass off. This whole thing played out exactly the way that he was going to get if he wasn't going to get the money. This is exactly where it was. And what happened is, is the Rooney family let one guy take over the scene and make them be the square thing. If they would have said, Le'Veon, we'd love to have you. Here's what we're going to give you. If you don't want it, you're gone. Not let him, maybe we can get him back, thank. And, and that's what mm-hmm. the Steelers should have done. And they would have known their mindset what the way to go. But what were we talking about through week number one, two, three, four, five, and six before it was too late and they couldn't get him on there? I think it was week nine uh, when they couldn't do anything. Oh, no, week eight. They had eight weeks where mm-hmm. we're still talking about Le'Veon Bell. Now, after week number one, you know, you had the young cat go off. They were like, Le'Veon who? That's exactly what they got away from is this Le'Veon who? No. Oh, he didn't have a good game. Okay, maybe we could use Le'Veon. This, th- that team, and, and I, know my, I know my guy over in Pittsburgh is going to hate me for saying this because he's going to listen to the show. Okay? But – the Pittsburgh Steelers in the year 2018 were mental midg- mental midgets because they couldn't get over the, uh, one guy, and that's what killed them. And then you throw up on the fact, I'm sorry, I don't care what you think about that offensive coordinator, they need coaching on that team, and especially an offensive coordinator. Sorry, he's not getting the job done enough because if it was, they would get the ball to Antonio Brown. They would get the ball to Connor. They would get the ball where it needs to go in order for him to be successful. But what ended up happening is that offense became way too predictable, Cuervo. You and I, we talked about it this year on this show, that the Steelers' Mm -hmm. offense for the first time in forever became very, very predictable. And all you got to do is go back and look at that's Dirk Cotterish. That's Dirk Cotter coaching, where people know what's coming their way. It's sad. And they, and, and they had better players on that team to, to move past that, and they didn't. That's the brass knucks about the whole thing. It, you know, they let one guy do it, and they, they, they lived on the fact that maybe, God willing, they'd get him back instead of cut that guy and kick him to the curb and forget him. He's not worthy to be a Pittsburgh Steeler like they had done to many other players in the past. And that is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Predictability. Uh, you know, I mean, ben, ben, it didn't look like Ben had very good protection this year either. That's no, another thing you're that right. I noticed. Is, you are right. But the Ben says he's coming there. back next year as long as, he, as long as Pouncey is there, and Pouncey is the man. Listen, he might be the best center in, in the NFL. Uh, Pouncey, well, Travis Frederick was before that, but then it was Pouncey. So you got the best center. Right. You, you, got to, you, you better get two to the left or two to the right to protect this guy. You, you just got to. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you yeah, want, I mean, because look, look at their own division. You got Cleveland that might make the playoffs next year. And listen, I'm not, I'm not falling for Lamar Jackson, but let's just say he gets over the sophomore slump and he's as good as he is this year, which he won't. Um, but let's say, just for mm-hmm. argument's sake, he is. They, they got two teams to battle, and Cincinnati is a long step away. They got, they need a new coach. They need, they need a new mindset over there. And I don't know if they'll get it immediately. But they got to deal with Cleveland, and they have got to deal with Baltimore next year. And if they can't get over those two humps, which, by the way, let's be honest, two rookie quarterbacks, one of them's going to fall, right, Cuervo? I mean, go by the numbers. If you have two rookies that are playing well, the second year, either one or both are just going to fall off the face, correct? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's 
the way the odds stack up. So, so. Yep. So that means Ben Roethlisberger has to be better than one second-year quarterback in the in the in the AFC North. That's it. And they should win that division. But will they have the mental the 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 mental fortitude to get over whatever this Le'Veon Bell uh, thing will? This will carry over. This will carry I over without question. I think it will. You know what though? Be- I don't because they're mental the problem, midgets. Sonny. I don't think that's the problem with the with the with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that what's the problem? I think Le'Veon Bell is the reason they're not in the playoffs this year. But I think overall. The, the the issue that the Steelers have, I think they're I think that um, they're starting to lose respect for Mike Tomlin. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to come out and say I think they're losing wow. respect for Mike Tomlin, and I think there there needs to be a change soon. Because Man, you know I was close to saying it. I was close to saying it. I don't know. I, 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 I want to agree with you. But, and it's a crazy word, isn't it? But you can either be B-U-T or B-U-T-T. Right. The Pittsburgh Steelers' record with Tomlin is is impeccable. I mean, I, oh, I no, mean, no, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think Absolutely. I think, he's, no a, I think he's an underachieving coach. I do believe that. But you, you, you look at his success. I mean, we know that's not going to happen. I mean, do you do you think that they would get rid of him this year? I don't think they'd get rid of him this year. But if they do what they did this year, next year, he's gone. I mean, because there have been rumblings before with this guy being gone before in the past. Right. And and it's, it, it really has to do with his antics, okay? Uh, yeah. He, he, he can be sneaky at times. He tries to say that he, you know – didn't intentionally do something or say something or whatever. And, yep. and he'll try to, he'll try to hide it. And I know what you're talking about. Look, look, you know, the, the Roonies, the Roonies have a much better reputation than to allow something like that to be in their organization. And, and, you know, whether maybe they just haven't recognized it yet or not, I'll tell you, you ain't fooling me. I see it. I, I, I've, I've been, uh, I've noticed it for a while where Mike Tomlin's attitude really, it really, uh, uh, it can really influenced the, the, the way that this team plays. I, I'm going to say he's you know? a crybaby. I'm sorry, Steel City, he's a crybaby. All right, because what Cuervo said was true. That walking on the on the sideline and him actually being in the field and getting part of that play, he was looking up at the screen. He knew exactly what was coming, and that's the sneaky part of him. And then the crybaby BS about it, uh, you know, you know, about microphones in the locker room over in, in Gillette. Get over it. You're not going to beat the Patriots in Gillette. I mean, and, and let's just say there are. You better figure figure out how to beat them. I don't even want to hear that crap. That's crybaby bullshit to me. That's the way I look at it. And, and, and if you can't get over the crybaby bullshit in the NFL, you don't deserve to be a coach. I think I'm there. I think they should fire him. I, and, of course, I was on that bandwagon two years ago. If you remember correctly on the show, I thought they should have fired him. And it stemmed from him doing that crap that you were talking about, where he was walking on the sideline during a play and he got in the uh, field to play. You know, you can't tell me any differently because it, it because that's his reputation, and that's the problem. Oh my gosh, Quavo, we figured it out. It's the reputation of the head coach that's killing this team. 
<laughs> right. Right. And, and, and I mean, look, uh, there, there's, there's, there's a few things, you know, between, between the, the, the whole Le'Veon Bell thing, the whole, uh, you know, thing with, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin, I just think that the, the age, the age factor too, like Ben is not young anymore. He's not the quarterback that we're used to seeing on the field. And I think that yes. plays a big part in it too. So um, I just think yeah. maybe the Steelers need to start looking at getting a little bit younger on the offensive side. I mean, between, between Ben, you know, between Ben and some of those guys on uh, up front on the offensive line, they're, they're, they're starting to age and yep. You know, it just seems to me like these other teams, I mean, Cleveland, you know, they're young, but they're also getting better. Baltimore is getting younger with Lamar Jackson and and some of the weapons that they have. Cleveland. The weapons that they have on offense. uh, uh, I mean, the the Bengals are the Bengals. They're they're a dumpster fire until they figure out what's going on. They don't have a head coach yet, so I wouldn't worry about the Bengals. But Cleveland's getting younger. You're you're right, Cuervo. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Steelers just—they just haven't, uh, you know. Maybe they just need to kind of move on with, you know, try to keep pace with the other teams. It's just not happening right now. Interestingly enough, when you look at the NFC South, I mean, you, you talk about dumpster fire. And Tarvin was talking about this just yesterday. He's he's given up on Cam Newton. And look at what else is going on. Tampa Bay, they lose their coach, but they're keeping crab legs. And that 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 is never good. And Atlanta sucks. So what is happening right now before our eyes mm-hmm. is that the Saints are turning into the New England Patriots of the NFC South. Because those other three teams right now, you, you said dumpster fire, all of them are right there. I mean, until Carolina figures out whether it's going to be uh, Rivera or Cam or if they're both going to be able to work together, that's going to be a problem. And, and Tampa Bay, they're, they're just a mess anyway. And Atlanta can't get out of their own way. They're going to be the Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, and uh, the Jets of, the, of this division if we don't watch it. I mean, because look at the – I mean, Drew Brees will play another two years. I mean, guys not getting, the guy's not getting hit, Cuervo. I mean, you, you can talk about what an NFL season does to you, but Drew Brees is not getting knocked down, you know, 15 times a game. So what has happened there is really simple. They know where their money needs to be spent, and that's on the offensive line, and they will develop wide receivers. And that's exactly what's going on over there compared to other teams like Atlanta where they had the wide receiver that should have been able to go in and make a first-day uh, impact, and he did, but they were still losing football games. What's the difference? Well, the difference is, is in the quality and the maturity of your quarterback, and right now Matt Ryan is a mental midget. And you know, he, until he until he puts the hey Cuervo, until the Atlanta Falcons put together a twelve and four season, they're mental midgets because they should be able to do it, and they should be able to do it the New Orleans Saints way, which is score a lot of points, and they have not scored a lot of points in the last two seasons, and they should. Yeah, no. Well, you're talking about you're talking about the Carolina Panthers. I'm assuming because I know you were talking about Cam yeah, the Panthers. Well, no, I was actually I was actually talking uh, about um, uh, the um, Atlanta Falcons. 
I mean, you got a one, two, three punch that you can't even. Geez, you're not even scoring points. I mean, you're not even scoring points. Nah, you know, it, 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 that, that's why the NFC South is so tough. And, and until someone, until the Saints are not, I'm calling the Saints to win the division next year. I don't even care what happens because those other three teams in that division are mental midgets and they won't be able to get the job done. Same thing up there. We already know who's going to win the the um, AFC East, right, Cuervo? We already know who's going to win that division. So we got yeah, two divisions within football that we already know who is going to be, one in the NFC side, one in the AFC side. So those two teams are set. And, and you, you cover, he's coloring the rest of them. Yeah, there's some, there's some things that could happen. Um, you know, the, the AFC South should be open and shut for the Colts, but they won't because Houston's getting better. So it, it, that used to be an open and shut division. It's not. And the AFC North has never mm-hmm. been that way. The AFC North, you know, could go to one of three teams because one of the th- four teams will suck during that season. Um, and, and same thing with the AFC West. I mean, AFC West is, I mean, they've had three teams that, that going at it each and every year. Now, the other team that is, is – it's kind of set right now. You could probably put the Rams already. Don't need to do anything else. They could stand pat and not even draft anybody, and they'd be in the playoffs next year. So you got three teams that are already in the playoffs next year before we even start talking about what's going to happen in the off season. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, at this point, it's all about just just. It's a it's a chess game really, with these other yeah. with these other teams. So that's that's how you well, got to look at blew, it. I'm telling you, this was a good show. We blew through two hours like like we are you know knife through warm butter. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's been great. Um, I I I put in three hours, but I think we I I think we've tore this thing up here today. I have we missed anything? I mean, we've been ripping on everybody, so I don't think we missed. <laughs> I don't think we've missed too many things that are going on. Did anything happen within the last hour? Let's find out. Hit the button. Yeah, uh, yeah nothing mm, that I've seen. Yeah, nothing that I've seen. Nothing I know of. So, yeah, we already got the firings and everything else, which we covered. Um, is there some, hey, hey, what about, hey, Mike Williams, uh, or not Mike, uh, Greg Williams. Will he coach the Browns next year, Cuervo? I think he does. I've already called it. I think Greg Williams is going to be the coach of this team next year. I'm going to say no. I'm going to wow. say no, and it's not because they don't like Mike or Greg Williams or anything like that. I just think the simple fact is that uh, I think there's there's guys that they feel are, are better fit, better fit for the head coaching job, and I think they're going to go after those guys. They, see, because the Browns, the Browns want to make a splash, in my opinion. I think they do, because now that they know they have something – you know, with their football team, they want to go out and they want to make a big splash. They want to make, they want to go get a guy that's going to be a, a you know, impactful coach for this young Browns team that I that get it. They see the potential, you know. So it's got to be Mike so, McCarthy, right, Cuervo? Could you? I I think right now, out of all the coaches that are out there that we can talk about, it's got to be Mike McCarthy because guess what? Greg Williams is at the very least going to be the defensive coordinator for the team next year. At the very least, if not the head coach, unless he gets pissed off and says, I'm out of here. Yeah, unless he gets pissed off and says, you know, I should be coaching the team, I'm out of here. He'll get a job the next day. Uh, But could you imagine McCarthy Uh and Greg Williams both 
right there. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, the the Browns. I mean, we could be talking about the Browns, maybe not winning the division, but we're definitely talking nine and seven, ten and six, and on the cusp, if not in the playoffs next year. And oh my God, when's the last time we talked about that? Cleveland Brown fans, be happy that you got it. Which, by the way, we predicted on this show that they would win six games. They won seven. They should have won nine. I, listen, I mean, Cleveland is good. I, I you can, and I'm not a I'm not a uh, fan of their quarterback. I'll put it out there. But if he gets over that sophomore slump, Cuervo, watch out. That the Cleveland Browns, we could be talking about in the playoffs. And wouldn't that and, – and sometimes you just need to have something new to be really, really cool. That The Browns in the playoffs would be really, really new and really, really cool. I mean, you never know. I could see that. I could see, you know, I can also see, uh, a matter of fact, you know what? There is something we could talk about, Sonny. I got to grab what? my handy-dandy notebook. Notebook. You're like me. Forget the, the computers. I write, I write the shit note- down. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the same thing because, I mean, well, I didn't have, I didn't have my, I didn't have my computer available or else maybe I would have typed it up. But, that having been said, you know what? I think this is the wrong notebook. I was going to go wrong. through our predictions. No. Yeah, oh, I have. I have. What do you mean? Notebooks. Oh yeah. Well, and I, I, I and I cannot find. I wrote them down too, Cuervo, and I can't find that notebook. But I got thirteen notebooks in my in my office. So and I got thirteen things. Believe me. Jeez. Uh, with indoor football, uh, with indoor football, I got six of them. So there you go. Um, but I, I cannot find where our predictions were. Um, but all I know is I was right about the Dallas Cowboys. I, I was yep. wrong about San Diego because I thought they'd win the South or uh, the the West, although it was damn close. Um, um, let's see here. I I didn't pick New Orleans. I don't. I think I. Was I stupid enough to I pick uh, uh, Carolina? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I mean, obviously, we got the AFC East, right? That that part's good. Uh, the AFC East, I got right. You had the Eagles, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I picked the Eagles. And then the North, I had Green Bay. That missed. I had Minnesota. I missed. So we missed on that. AFC South, yeah. I, I, you know what? I had Houston. You, I think we both had Houston. So we were right on that one. Although I don't like that. I, I wish it was somebody. I wish it was. No, no I didn't have Jaguars. You had Tennessee. I, had, uh, I think I had the Titans, yeah. Yeah, I think I, you had Tennessee. And, and, and the NFC, we had. I, did we both take the Rams? I think we both took the Rams. Because the yeah, or the Forty Nine ers the Rams or Forty Nine San Francisco, yeah, and for well, no, I might have, I might have did a sunny crazy pick. I might have picked San Francisco. I, you're gonna have to find that. Um, but uh, let's see here. Yeah, and I had we the could right, save it for right, Sunday so, show too. Yeah, ex- exactly. By the way, which by the way. Next week, we're going to be on a regular time, 9 o'clock. If we do three hours, we do three hours. Now, granted. But there's games on Saturday. And right. that, that bodes for a very interesting thing because I unfortunately work up until one hour before then. Then I got to drive home. So I'm, I'm going to – I'm 
I'm going to be later than the games on Saturday morning. So I, unless we did it Friday, um, and wait, hold on, this Friday. No, I got a basketball game on Friday night. So, um, so we can't do. It. So we're going to have to maybe. So what are the games that are on Saturday, Cuervo? Uh, so we've got Saturdays, uh, the Houston Indianapolis game. And then you have uh, the Dallas Cowboys in Seattle. Okay. I'm on Seattle, and I'm on Houston. And that's not even looking at any of the background, but I, I think that's exact. Here, I'll write that down, too, because so, I, I got my notepad for our picks. So um, I, the first 17 pages were the first 17 weeks of it, and here's playoffs to Super Bowl I wrote on the top page. So, all right. So, oh, I know where we go. Let me hit this button right here. It's on me. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. All right. Hit that. Let's go off of that and go here. There we go. All right. This should tell me. It's usually right on the top of this page that you look at. <clears throat> click, 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 click. All right. All right. You're right. Saturday, it's Indianapolis. At Houston uh-huh. and Seattle at Dallas, and then Sunday yep. is Chargers at Baltimore. But we'll be on air. We'll talk about that. Okay. And Philly at Chicago and Philly and Chicago. We'll talk about that on the three-hour show on Sunday. So those two games. So what we'll do is we'll review. The games on Saturday. Again, I, I'm on Houston and I'm on Seattle. Um, so sunny right here. Houston, Seattle, and Cuervo. Who, uh, who are you on? I will also take uh, Houston and. If it, if it changes though, I, I'll let you know ahead of time. But as of right now, I like I like the same two teams. Seattle. All right. Yeah. Something that goes on or you do some more. Now, granted, we haven't had time to even look at that because uh, we, we can break it down, but it's not going to do, do us any good um, in reality because things are going to happen during the week and things will change and they'll be different. Things. So maybe it's here Thursday. Hey, 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 hey. Guess who's off on Thursday? Sonny Clark. I am off on Thursday, so we'll find time on Thursday to be on air, and we'll talk. We'll do. We'll, as of right now, we're on Houston, Seattle, but we'll talk about them on Thursday. We'll find a time to do it since I'm, I will be available. Um, I got work to do, but I can step away for an hour or two to talk about those two games and any other news and any other firings that will happen. Because guess what? There'll be enough. There'll be one more firing at least tonight, don't you think, Cuervo? Um, or you think they're done? I don't know. Uh, I think I think there might be one or two more. Um, and obviously, uh, Cleveland hasn't announced what they're going to do yet. Uh, so yeah, that, so that could be something to look forward to. Um, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be one. Seven teams out sure there without coaches right now, Cuervo. We have seven teams out there without coaches. Cleveland, Green Bay. Tampa Bay, Denver, Miami, Arizona, and the Jets. Yep. So we have 
seven right now, and it could go to nine. I, I thought there would be nine, at least nine. So I think there's two more out there that could happen. Um, and wouldn't it be great if it was even more? You want to talk about a cleaning if they went to 10. That'd be crazy. Oh, 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 here it is. This, this, before we get out of here, Cuervo, the Raiders, they hire uh-huh. former they hire former NFL channel draft analyst Mike Mayock as their GM. So this is simple. This guy is going to be – they should have just called it a different name, Cuervo. They should have said player development out of college because he's not going to have anything to do with the NFL. This guy knows college guys. I'm sorry. Um, the other one mm-hmm. is going to be done by John Gruden. John Gruden will have the NFL. He'll have the, uh, he'll have the uh, free agencies and, and things like that. Uh, but I think that's where it's going to be at. Mayock uh, it will advise um, Gruden on the right guys to take in the combine or in the uh, draft, and then after that, it, he, he's just going to be GM in, in name because I don't think he's going to do anything else. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this guy comes in, steps in, and takes over the team, or do you think it'll be a John Gruden and just this guy really was only hired to get him the, the college guys? Uh, well, I mean, he's definitely going to help out with that. I mean, their, their drafting is definitely college. You know, I, I mean, it, it makes all it makes all the sense why they're picking him up. You know, to to help them with their draft with their three yep. first round draft picks that they have. So it makes all the sense in the world. Um, you know, whether, whether he actually takes that role of, of GM or it's more of just, you know, like you said, you know, personnel scout or whatever. Um, I mean, honestly, it, it kind of smart if you think about it, because who knows these yep. guys better than, than Mayock does, you know, I mean, exactly. who knows these guys better? I agree with you. So it's actually, I, I, it's, it's I, a pretty, it's a pretty savvy move by them. All right, here we go. Three in the first round, number four, 25-28. One in the second round, number 35. And then the third round, 66. Okay? So rounds four through seven, those will change because of announcements of compensatory picks and things like that. So, But they got two more picks after that. Cuervo. So they got at least two more picks, and depending on the compensatory picks and things like that, that, that'll be there. But as of right now, they are looking at seven picks, you know, seven picks. Now, and actually, mark that, it's going to be more than that. Wait. It's going to be a total of nine picks, nine picks in this draft. And you want to talk about a situation where they can't really miss. They're going to get – out of those nine, they'll get two or three that will hit. So the question is, mm-hmm. where will they be? Will it be in the position that they need it to happen at? That's the big question. Now, obviously, their first-round draft pick, number four pick, is going to be one that they will want to be an impact player immediately. Now, the question is, will it happen? That will depend on who they pick and what position. But the Raiders have to go. They have to go offensive line. 
They really, really do. They've knotted up some good offensive linemen. They need to get one more, and I think that's what they need to do. Uh, they, they knotted up two offensive linemen in the offseason last year. Uh, that was very much needed for, for Derek Carr. One of them got hurt. I, I think Jackson got hurt. Uh, he was hurt through most of the season, so that didn't help him. Uh, but, uh, I think, yeah, that, that should be interesting. So, um yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to look at that. Let me hit this button here. Yep, that that's that's all I wanted to cover. I mean, we covered we covered everything. Um, uh, oh, 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 Philadelphia. What? what hey, Philadelphia. Uh, they they made the playoffs, right? And Philadelphia mm-hmm. with Foles. Who are they playing? Right. Philadelphia. They're playing Who's the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Wow. In Soldier Field. Wow. Those are Correct. Gonna be, that's going to be Correct. a good game. That's going to that's gonna be a good game. Both ways. Both ways. And, and, by the way, just to let you know, I was listening, which I normally don't do, but I was uh, when I got in the car, um, on Saturday mornings I listened to a show on ESPN. Um, it, it's, a, it's like a documentary show, and I had listened to that on Saturday morning. I hadn't been in the car since uh, until Monday morning, and they were talking about how uh, Foles uh, missed a million-dollar payday by just a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that conversation? I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He missed it by four plays. So he got hurt four, four plays play. before play. four plays before the 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 percentage would have went to thirty three percent is which is what he needed. He missed the oh, four man. plays. I, I'm I'm in full agreement. You got to give it to this guy. I, I and I, I you got to give it to him. And I, 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 that'll be interesting because I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you right now. The best backup quarterback in the NFL. It, you you can say whatever you want. The best one's right there. I mean, Foles is the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now, bar none. It's not even close, by the way, just to let everybody know. You don't get, an, you don't get a Super Bowl MVP uh, with a backup quarterback. I'm sorry. So he's the best that's out there. And not only that, he, he got them the ticks under the W's when they needed them. So they better give him a million bucks. I mean, they, they will regret it because he won't come back, Cuervo. That would be a sign of disrespect, I think. I think he will not come back if they don't live up to that and give him that money. And he would be right. Yeah. I mean, I would be upset too. I mean, I'm sure there's a way that they can, you know, modify the language or whatever. They could. They want to say it on that, on that contract to where they could it's pay a bonus, him that money. So they can. It, it's not a base salary. So the base salaries are set and you can't change it. This was a bonus. So they can change the bonus any way they want to in order to pay it or not pay it. Um, and, uh, no, the, to pay it, but the, they, they can't change it not to pay it. But they can change it to pay it, and that's what they really, really need to do. Holy smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you take care of that guy. You know, like you said, I mean, take care of that guy. You know, he got you a championship just last year. Um, you know, and, and, and he's going to be your guy again this year leading you in the playoffs. Carson Wentz ain't coming back. All right. Newsflash Eagle fans. I, I, I mean, I know, I know that you're, that's what you're wishing for that, you know, a, a, a miracle. It's not going to happen. Like Carson Wentz ain't coming back this year, just like last year. So yeah. Nick Foles is your guy. 
Doug Peterson has already said he's going to start this game. Uh, yeah, he's got a rib injury, but he's going to be he's, he's going to be ready to go. He's yeah. going to play. He's already and been I, named I've seen the starter. play. He got hit on that. That was that was an unfortunate hit where where, where that happened. Uh, so that 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 was you know that that really kind of hurt him. See that game's yeah that that's going to be a bit that that's a big injury at that time. So so what we'll do Thursday? We're not sure what time we'll be on the air. I'm going to try to shoot for this same time, Twervo. Um, does this time work for you on Thursday? What's what's your schedule? Yeah, so I'll be back at work. Um, I'd say probably about one thirty your time would be best. Was that your lunch time? That's my lunchtime, yep. What time do you get off work or do you got plans after work? Uh, I don't know if I have plans after work, but my I get off of work probably around 7 your time, maybe 6.30 mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. That well, seven would be or seven thirty wouldn't be horrible. So we'll do that. We'll play by ear because in case there's a situation where you can TCB after work in or more important things, you definitely need to do that. Um, so so we'll we'll keep an ear open. It's only Monday, so we'll try to find out what's going on with that and we'll check in with it. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. So. Yeah, because we should really talk about that. Maybe we can get Tarvin on for a little bit. Hey, if we did it in the evening, we might have a shot at that too. So, you know, I'd like to get Tarvin in uh, to talk a little bit, see if we can uh, get him some time. So, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so, so, hold on. Okay, all right. I did pick the Saints. Oh, amazing. And I had the Rams too. I had the most right, according to what's saying here, uh, and this is um, Todd Mintz, he kept track of it. He said, I got most of the divisions right. So that's where I did well, picking the division winners. So I, so when you find that, we'll find that out. I'm sure you'll be able to find that, uh, that uh, right. And maybe within the time, I'll find it too, because I got it somewhere amongst the 12 or 13 or 14 that I have. So I'll, I'll see if I can find that because I wrote them down too. So we'll see what happens. Let's see if I can find them. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I know where my mine is. It might be in my truck, but uh, I'm already upstairs and I'm comfortable. So we can always cool. save no, it for the yeah. weekend show or for Thursday show. Or Thursday show. Yeah. Let's, let's shoot for Thursday. And uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about some other things uh, regarding the NFL. It's going to be a great week, and there's going to be more firings coming. I'm almost sure of it. I, uh, I think Cuervo's in full agreement. There will be at least one more, if not two. Uh, so I think we did good. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. A little afternoon delight thing going on over here. We'll do that, get it squared. We had a good time. Two hours and 15 minutes. We kicked it in the ass, my friend. We'll do it next on Thursday as well. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We're out of here. Take care. Catch you next time.